This is an Out of Minds podcast. My name is Sobble. Okay, first topic. Future base. Why it sucks. Why it's trash. It's because it's the same thing. Over and over and over again. And I, I've been in multiple debates about this. And I've always won. Not really. It's mainly just me talking about the people who, but why it's trash and they just agree with me. Basically, future base. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to... How many times I've listened to the same damn song when I haven't even heard it. There's so many songs which play the exact same way, they have the exact same rhythm, they have the exact same chords, they have the exact same fucking vocals. I, I just don't get it. I don't get how people can like future based songs. Like, don't get me wrong, there is good shit out there. But I'm talking like 90% of that shit is generic bullshit that some dude just pissed out. Future base is shit. You cannot prove me wrong. If you can prove me wrong, I will give you like all my stocks. Literally. And it's not gonna happen because you can't prove me wrong. You know, sure there's good shit out there, but you can't deny like 90% of future base is absolute trash. And I would say same thing with pop music. Let's get into pop music now. Pop music is trash. Pop music is boring. It is not music. It is marketing. Most of it. There is some good pop music. But most of it is marketing. They figure out what chords sound good. Like, oh, I put that shit together. Oh, oh. And then, you know, Kyle Beats comes over with a drip plug in. And he's like, oh, just two clicks. It's that easy. Sounds perfect already. It's like, dude, I don't get how somebody can recycle the same lyrics over and over and over again and make it into a song over and over and over again. And it's still just as bad and just as the same as every other song we've done. Like, I, I've never gotten into um, Elenium and Said the Sky and S Seven Lions and stuff because they're Mel Dub and Future Base shit. Mainly because it all sounds the fucking same. I can't tell who's who. Which is the sad part. Like, when you can't tell who is who, it's like you might as well be the same person making the same shit. And there's only, um, two songs, one by Said This Guy and one by Elenium, that are actually on my favorites place. And the only reason why is because, um, mainly vocalists, Elenium with Good Things Fall Apart, and John Dillon, that's all I care for, John Dillon, uh, it'd be Said This Guy and Quasi, um, I already forgot the fucking name of it, hold on. There's something with these people just making the same shit over and over, which gets so goddamn stale. The song's called All I Got. But, oh my god. When it first came out, shit was popping, you know? It was different. It hit different. It was cool. And then everybody. And their fucking mom, their grandmother, the fetus that's still in the womb, their fucking left toe, their right toe, their left hand, their other left hand. You know, they're all making that shit. They're all playing some fucking seventh chords with super saws going. They're all having those big ass fucking basses and shit. And with the, with the fucking vocal chops going. You know, like all sorts of crazy shit. I don't get it. People are still making the same shit, even in 2021, the same boring ass future base. And like, sure, I guess it's a surefire way to build up 
you know, a little bit of a fan base, but it's not a loyal fan base, and I can tell you that because they're just there to listen to the same generic bullshit future base. You know, and then after a while, eventually they're going to get sick of that shit and you're still making the same future base. And you haven't changed your sound, you haven't explored new genres, you haven't done anything different, so it's like you haven't grown as an artist. And that's my biggest problem, is people not wanting to grow as an artist. Like, if you're fine with doing what you do and you like doing it, continue to do it. But it's like, once you've done so much of something, it gets to a point where you can't do it again or else it just becomes a repeat. Or it gets repetitive and we care less about this. Like, there's, a, there's an artist named Stonebank. Uh, he's a, you know, popular monster cat. He put out song after song. He was so consistent for like a, a certain year. I, I can't remember. But he put songs out like every couple of weeks or fucking something. It was insane. He was constantly putting out songs. But the thing was... A lot of it just sounded the same, and I couldn't tell what song was what anymore because I would be like, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to this Stonebank song, and I think I'd be listening to that one, and it'd be a totally different song, and I'd be like, wait, these aren't the lyrics I remember? No, it's because it sounds the exact same as the other song with just different lyrics, and like maybe a variation in, I don't know, chord structure or tempo. It's like, not expanding as an artist seems like one of the biggest setbacks that you can do. Because there's so many things you can learn about music and producing it and doing certain things. And when people just choose to stay in that, their own bubble, I don't think you're going to go very far. Which is pretty much bringing me to some of my inspirations from music. I have a lot. Like an, an insane amount. Literally, first, first inspiration, nature. Nature, it is an ever-changing song you can go out into nature and you'll never hear the same thing again there's always going to be variation in every way in the amount of space in the noise in the mixing of it in like what shit is popping up in the left ear will pop it up in the right ear you know what fucking birds are making these crazy high-pitched almost reversed hi-hat sounds and shit you get all sorts of crazy sounds by simply just going out into fucking nature. Like, nature's music is the most beautiful music in the goddamn world. Second off, Flume, for, you know, making Future Bass, like, literally making it. I would say, like, when he came out with his Hi, This Is Flume mixtape, that shit was fucking unreal. It's mainly granulizer shit and, like, really crazy mixing styles and distortions and whatever. But, like, it was insane. Another person I can get to. Hipper. His psychedelic music is out of this world. Like, I could trip to that shit. That is how, like, amazing it is. Like, it takes you to another world. His sound... I, I've learned to copy somewhat of his sound design. But, like, only a few things. God damn, he's... Like, his mind. Like, you... You can tell this dude's done some shit in order to get those sounds, cause like, so good at it. You just gotta listen to these people. Another person, uh, someone I started talking to a lot, uh, Evo Z. He's got an insanely amazing grasp on rhythm and groove, and he creates just these textual masterpieces with like, drum beats and shit. It's nice. It's fucking crazy nice. Uh, another person would be, I, I, I still don't know how to pronounce his name, it's like, I think it's like, Sam, 
Sandrox or something like that. Sandro? I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but he creates insane sound design too, and his storytelling and just like his recent music he's been putting out and stuff is like like movie trailer cinematic shit. It's nuts. His storytelling name is on point. And that's some of my favorite music, storytelling music. But oh man, there's like so many artists who are pushing to the next level, not wanting to be restricted to these genres and stuff, so they start making up their own crazy shit until people copy them. To be so good at what you do, to not want to limit yourself in any sort of way, to go outside of even just normal musical realm, to go into time signatures and because like not a, a lot of people do that. Most people write music in 4-4. But people who go out into other time signatures, I respect it. People get into microtonality, I respect it. People who get into chromatic scales, I respect it. Because a lot of people try to do chromatic scales and can't do it well. Just say Like another um, person I can recommend, Alexander Panos. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. But his song Cycles is a sound design masterpiece in every right and storytelling wise as well because it is a cycle it, it, like the song repeats in a cycle but like it's not like oh it's just repetitive no it's always fucking changing but it does come back in a cycle but that song is insane like even 10 years down the road i still would not be able to recreate it i'm just blown away by it every time i listen to it and i think people need to I'll expand their music taste a little bit. Like, if I... I'm gonna go to my favorites right now. I'm gonna go to my favorites playlist. I'm gonna give some people to listen to. Of course, listen to my buddy, Ilazi. He's fucking amazing. Listen to Dumo. He makes amazing masterpieces. He's got another alias called Charlie. And he talks about a lot more personal stuff. But he made music which just speak, like, spoken very... Close to home, it's very deep. Uh, Zan Griffin, he's another buddy of mine. I've been listening to him for a while now. He's just an amazing dude. He's very helpful, like, he always tries to put out tutorials and stuff on how he makes things. He tries to spread the knowledge, and he, he tells people to, you know, be experimental and like learn things. He's He's, he's an amazing person. I love Zan. One of my favorite bands, Saint Motel. They make a lot of amazing music. Go check them out. Mydica. His entire EP, Beautiful Story, Ugly Life, a fucking masterpiece. Sam Fisher, he's another great singer I love, same with um, John Dunham. Teddy, amazing singer, one of my favorite songs by him is still Lost and Found. He even has a song with Zane Griffin called Taurus, that one's beautiful. He also has one called War, which is so damn powerful. His voice is so impactful. Listen to him, he's fucking amazing. Worry Worry. Um, I haven't listened to much of him. I've heard about four songs, I believe, like three, four songs. His voice, too, is so goddamn beautiful and strong. Check him out. Approaching Nirvana. I think a lot of people have heard of Approaching uh, Nirvana. If you haven't, um, they've been around for a while, and I can't really put into words what their music does, but... Their music is pretty much nostalgia, if I could give it a description. Nostalgia. Like, I remember watching 
Minecraft entire city building uh, time lapses by fucking Fire UK and this shit would pop up and I, I'd be like halfway paying attention to the mute or to the video because I'd just be like this music's so hot you know just like just going all just you know because it's so good oh man the music it's always been like a part of me just how nostalgic sounding it is like how it could also make me just feel in crazy moods with how simple the songs would be but the way oh the way it was like listen i'm listening to the shit now like i listen to music when i did my podcast but ooh, so clean cozy boy cozy boy he's got a great voice as well one of my favorite songs is what did you think i meant when i said i love you part two part one is also good but i love the melodics in part two Favorite rappers, Eminem, of course, J. Cole, Kendrick, Denzel Curry, um, The Baby, actually. I actually really like The Baby because I think he's just a funny dude and his songs are so damn catchy somehow. Sleep is for Mortals, one of my favorite songs by, um, well, two of my favorite songs by him. They're both off of, um, his, I forgot what the EP is called. It's, I think, Conversion slash Overhaul. Yeah, slash slash Overhaul. Both Castle and Floodgate are fucking amazing Zavi check him out he makes amazing beautiful music it's almost like lo-fi feature based in a way and I respect that because it's not even like it's less feature based but more like lo-fi EDM music and it's so good Phoebe Bridgers I think a lot of people know who, who Phoebe is one of my favorite songs better still I see you that one's good Cloudy Sky he makes some of the widest mixes I've ever heard like he can make chords out of noise and they sound fucking beautiful. Neris and Park, both of them, the buddies of Yozy and they're insane with it too. One of my favorite songs by them is Confluence, though Neris does have um, a remix of I think Ultraviolent, which is also fucking beautiful. Burial, not a lot of people actually know of Burial, who is pretty much like one of the best UK dubstep people I I've heard. This shit was ethereal like imagine going through a subway and you see regular posters and that's just all the dubs about nowadays and I imagine a fucking t-rex comes in bites the train like <laughs> wreaks havoc it's like bruh this was burial he was insane blade if you haven't listened to drain gang you should con volk he's an amazing rapper uh, one of my favorite songs by him is Swear to God, though I have um, another one which he did with Ninetales, who is now known as Sewer Person, and um, Garden, or something like that. Uh, but the, the song, Whatever It Takes, was also very just beautiful. Matt Van, he's a buddy. Uh, I've talked to him every now and then. Just such an amazing singer and artist. Check him out, please. He deserves every single amount of respect. Novo Amor. He just creates these beautiful soundscapes and his voice, like, he could seduce you into a coma and you'd be okay with it, honestly. Not a lot of people have actually heard this song, but Only Just Begun by The Moth and the Flame. It's like going back to the 90s times and, oh, dude, 90s music was so good, so good. There's so much beautiful stuff and people need to... On the horizons, they need, little, they need an exquisite taste, an exquisite experience of the, of the delicacy, the aroma, the perfume. 
Tinda, tinda. Tinda. They had to digest it, you know. They had to digest the flavor. They had to experience it. Other than that, besides music, I say video games. One of my favorite video games to this day still. Halo. Halo is... Except Halo 4 and Halo 5, I don't really care for those. Halo 5 can probably honestly burn, but... Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST, Wolves, and I think that was even like a movie and shit, and... Halo became like this beautiful part of my life, where... Even as a kid... Oh, Halo Reach, yeah, I forgot about that one, but... Even as a kid, like, I would always be so urgent to just go home and play fucking Halo. No matter what it was, I would Halo, Halo 3, Halo 3, custom games, Forge, non-stop. Like, you could not get me off of Halo, I loved it. You know, and there's also, like, other games, like, Minecraft, I love Minecraft, I love, you know, Terraria, Call of Duty, um, I haven't played a lot of, like, Grand Theft Auto, but I think those games are fun. But, just, nothing spoke to me more than Halo did. There's something about Master Chief, he's like, just being him, chucking a whole fucking bomb, just shooting that shit, you know, this fucking alien's You know, you have your assault rifle, you know, you're just doing all sorts of crazy shit, fucking sticking people with fucking sticking grenades and shit, plasma rifles, you got an energy sword, you're going to shoot, you know, this shit was fucking crazy. I loved every bit of Halo games. Even the parts I hated, I still loved. I can remember, like, going through each campaign and trying to do, like, legendary all schools on and shit. That shit's nuts, dude. Are you kidding me? It's nuts. It's fun, but it's nuts. As for Minecraft and stuff, that would be one of my other favorite games that I could say. Because there is so much I can remember of Minecraft. So I, I was playing as soon as that shit came out, you know? I remember playing the, I don't think it was even the alpha version, it was the classic version where you would run around and your arms would flail, flail around like ragdoll physics, like like you're fucking skipping and throwing your arms around and shit, and you only had a few blocks. You spawned in, I believe, like a mossy cobblestone little hut. It, it was old, old, old stuff, and being Minecraft grow into the game that it is today, I'm truly amazed. And then it, it beat Tetris at the most... Um, copy sword or something like that. Another one of my favorite games, Tetris. I'm not even gonna lie, I no liked it. Back when I was still in high school, that was one of my things. I, I would fight other people in Tetris. I'd be like, yo, let's see who can get the higher score, and I would always win because I'm a god. But no, I, th I think my highest score was around like 3.3 million. And then um, at that point, I think it was like pretty much at the last level, so everything was going like instantly. And there'd be almost no time to rotate the piece before it touched the ground. So, at that point, it pretty much just stacked up and I died. And I was like, okay, whatever. I am willing, more than willing, to challenge anybody in Tetris. Mainly because it's just such a fun game. I love that game. As simple as it is. Like, it gets, it gets the blood rushing somehow. Just be like, oh, look at that piece. I gotta fucking fit it in there. What the fuck am I gonna do? It don't fit in there. What? Just, video games have been part of my life, and I love video games so much. Same as music, like, I could not be alive if it was not for video games. If I wasn't making music, or, you know what that was, shit, fucking socks off, 
Dorito bag, Mountain Dew, got the entire controller covered in the Cheeto dust. Recently, I've been playing games like Genshin Impact. I think everybody's fucking heard of that by now. If you haven't, you've probably been living under a rock. There's no way you haven't. Yeah, I've been playing like sometimes Rocket League. I'm trying to get into Valorant more because I want to play with people, but I'm still not in ranks and I, I get bored playing like multiplayer games solo. Instead, Genshin. I, I prefer playing Genshin solo because I like having all my characters and shit. Other than that, Halo, Little Nightmares. I love horror games. I, I wanted to play Alien Isolation, but that's just 40 bucks and um, I'm a little too broke. I played Smite for a while. I think one of my most memorable games is like my second game of playing it. I think I was uh, playing as the fucking tree dude, the older tree dude, with the with the Trent, the living Trent that you get a ride on and stuff. I went like thirty in fucking one. I don't know how. He's he's support character. He's a support class. I don't think you understand. I went thirty in one with him. He's a support class. It doesn't make sense to me, but I did it. You know I. Uh, Terraria, I've been, you know, I'm playing a lot of modded Terraria as well, like, I have so many mods on, it, it crashes my game a lot of the time, because of how insane it gets. Slime Rancher, I did play Warframe back in Texas, I, I tried getting into Overwatch, but I want people to play it with, and, you know, Frank Laugh and found anybody to play it with, so I've just been kind of setting off on it, whatever. But those are, like, all the games I've been playing, and I'm so happy video games exist. Shout out to all the devs who work so damn hard to make the video games that we enjoy because not a lot of gamers will give respect to the devs for trying so hard. But I mean, sometimes they do deserve the shit. Like, I'm sorry, Cyberpunk 2077. But let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077 for a second. That game is an absolute hot mess. Have I played it? No. I don't need to play it to know it's a hot mess. You could watch a video of Grand Theft Auto 4 having better fucking everything than Cyberpunk. There, there's videos showing you how games from over a decade ago are still better than Cyberpunk, which is sad. They've had, what, seven or something years to work on it, I believe, for like nine years, I don't know, something like that. And they made a shit game. And people are saying like, oh, it's because of a fucking company, you know. They were screwing over all the devs and shit, and it's like, I, I don't really know what's going on, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know, and I frankly don't care, but I don't think I'd ever get Cyberpunk 2077 unless they sponsor me to play it. That is probably the most overhyped game for it to be the worst game probably ever put out that year. Was it even put out? When was it? When did it come out? When did it come out? September... 17th, 2020. How long in development was it? Nine years in development? But damn. Okay, how long was Grand Theft Auto 5 in development? Three years. What about Grand Theft Auto 4? Three and a half years. Less than half the time. And they made it infinitely better. I just, I don't, I don't get it how they could fuck it up so bad, but, oh well, well you know, oh, oh well, no, I'm not a game developer, I couldn't tell you how hard it is, I couldn't tell you what's going on if I was getting screwed over by the fucking company or some shit, you know, it's, it's so, uh, 
I, I guess the next medium besides music, video games, and stuff would be movies. Movies, I haven't watched a lot of. Genuinely, I could not give much on the topic. My favorite movie is uh, Big Fish, just because of how fucking weird it was, but I also just loved it. Um, another one would be 16 Blocks, I believe. Is that what it is? 16 Blocks. Yep, yep, yeah it is. No, I just haven't watched a lot of movies, so I can't really give much insight onto things like that, my favorite movies and such. And uh, Like, I haven't even watched Lion King. Have you, have, can you believe that? I haven't watched Lion King. You know, and then somebody said, like, have you watched any of the Lion Kings? And I said, what do you mean, any? And they're like, you know, there's more than one, there's like, fucking three. And I was like, there's three? Drake? I didn't, I, uh, I thought there was only one. I, I think it was like, two and a half or one and a half or something, so it was something like four. I had no idea. Around 2019 was when I finally got around to, um, no, it was either 2018 or 2019, but I'd finally gotten around to watching, um, Beauty and the Beast, both versions. But, like, I just can't get much on the topic. There's not much for me in terms of movies. Uh, I would love to see more, but the hard thing for me is getting interested in it, mainly because I like to watch stuff with people. You know, I like to see other people's reactions as well as like when I watch. So sometimes um, if I know somebody's going to react to something, like somebody that um, I care for their reaction for, I'll abstain from listening or watching or something. That way I can see their reaction as well as react to it myself. Like uh, Anthony Pantano, I love him listening to music and stuff. Like he doesn't do it on his actual channel, but you will find clips of him reacting to things. And I love seeing him just hear a corny fucking line and just absolutely lose it. I, I love people's reactions to things. As much as there is shitty reactions on YouTube and stuff, there's also a lot of plenty of good ones. Like, not every reaction channel or reaction person is terrible. Like, there's some genuinely fucking good ones. You want a good reaction? Go watch somebody reacting to two girls, one cup. If if they don't go, <laughs> like it's obviously fake. Unless unless they're into that, you know. Unless they're very much into that, and like you can't see it off camera, but they're beating their schmeat. But yeah, I can't get much insight on the movies, and not much onto video games because I I didn't play a, like a lot. I played as much as I could whenever I could, but not a lot. For music, oh, I, I could go on and on about all the music I listen to, genres and stuff. But I think I want to take a break from mediums and stuff and those kind of things. And maybe go a little bit into my life obstacles. I, I, could, I could go into life obstacles. Uh, and, and this does correlate a little bit with the music. Because for a long time, uh, while I was producing music, I would struggle with... Uh, trying to make a good sounding song or storytelling, you know, um, having the right sound, mixing everything properly. I struggled. I fucking struggled, especially with never having good tools. Never really had a proper DAW. I've produced on my phone and shit, having some of the shittiest tools, but I try to make it work as best as I could. And oh my god, like, the struggle of trying to produce such a good track on the phone is ridiculous. Especially EDM. EDM is ridiculous. I, I even to this day, I still struggle with a lot of things, especially with music. I've gotten so much more experience and knowledge and everything now, so I can put that in and you know use that. And oh yeah, it's good. But there's still so much I don't know, and I think that's a big obstacle for me is 
um, wanting to still know more and wanting to learn and wanting to expand my taste and um, my skill level, my skill set, what I can do as an artist, not just producing, but mixing and mastering and writing and stuff. Like, there's been uh, pretty much an entire catalog, an entire library worth of music in my head that I wish I could just express, but it's so hard to kind of do that. Like, I have so many ideas I want to put out there, I want to make all this music, but it's hard to, like, not only keep track of those dots and shit, but, like, once I start working on it, I get easily so distracted with going crazy with that simple idea. Which is why most of my music is fucking weird, and I understand people don't like it. Besides having life obstacles within music, trying to be the best artist that I can, music itself has pushed me past obstacles. Like, going through some dark times, like... Just pop in some earbuds, pop on some headphones, listen to a song, and the feeling of it can just take you to another world and make you forget about your problems or make you just want to accomplish something and maybe overcome something. Like, music is so powerful, and I could probably say, with without a doubt, music is what is keeping most of the world fucking alive. Like, if people didn't have music, a lot of people would probably go insane. I'm just saying here. Like, music is so beneficial in so many ways, it's so therapeutic, and I love it. You could shove a full fucking vinyl up my ass, and I beg for more. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's, there's an untapped world, an, an entirely untouched new universe awaiting. And there's absolutely pioneers of music too. I gotta find her name again, but she created these gloves. They, they're crazy. She can pretty much make a track by just waving around her hands and arms and closing her fists and pointing a single fingers and twisting her fingers around a single point. Just doing all sorts of things to like granulize her own voice in in the midst of a live recording. Like she'll go like, ah, and then like point and hold onto that note, move it around, and like shift it and granulize it and shit. And that is so insane. Like people are taking music to places where people wouldn't think to take it to. And when I see the future of music. You know, hopefully I don't see people just, you know, making the same song over and over again, like pop music and future bass and shit. But like people coming out with such abstract ideas, it's like mind boggling. Like when I first heard Flume's Hi This Is Flume um, mixtape, all these people were talking about how fucking inc in insane, like incredibly insane it was. And I listened to a bit of it and I was thinking like not much of it because I didn't give it a full fucking listen like a dumbass should. And by the time I did give it a listen, I was like, holy shit, that is, that is revolutionary. And then reading up more on Flume, like how he did feature bass and stuff and how everybody copied him. And now I'm coming out with this, you can see now, like, people are just going to do something, we're going to copy that. And I've seen him like a lot more tracks now, you use his granular style and crazy distortion. You know, I'm waiting for his next shit to come out so he can blow our minds again. Just, there's so many things out there, so much you can experience, but probably won't in your lifetime, and that's another topic I need to get into.
bucket list. Can you imagine all the things you could do in your life but probably would never get around to? It is crazy. And you think about it, like, we live for a... In our in our perspective, we live for a kind of a long time. If you live a normal, regular life, you live for like, I don't know, 80 to 100 or so. In that 80 to 100 years, you could experience so much. But at the same time, you could experience infinitely fucking nothing. And that is kind of terrifying. Because we have like so much time to do, but we're also not doing it. I want to go, um, I want to go travel a world. Yeah, I want to travel the world. I want to go see different countries. I want to see different environments. I want to go not even to like other cities and stuff. Like I want to go out in the wilderness and see all sorts of crazy things. I want to walk around in a grass field for hours. Maybe with like a fucking picnic basket of food and stuff if I'm hungry. But like, you know, I just want to wander and be like a little salivant. Will I ever get around to that? I hope so. But... There's so many things I also won't get around to. And that is kind of sad, because, you know, I, I want to get around to things. I want to be able to do as much as I can before I die. I want to have things on my bucket list. I don't even have a bucket list, because there's so many things I want to do. I can't even write them all fucking down, but I want to do it, you know? It, like, I know it's in my head. Like, I want to go skydiving. I want to go take a bike on top of a mountain and bike all the way down and hope I don't die. Really hope I don't die, but there's so much we we want to do, and we're not doing it, and it's like, oh, it feels like shit. I could make music all my life, I could stream, I could do podcasts, I could say it's like, and repeat the same phrase over and over and over again, or I could go try something new and get a new experience, and maybe even tell a story out of it. It is crazy how much I won't get around to, like how much I won't see in the world. I will never see the whole world in my lifetime. I will, like, unless I go to space. But even then, like, I'm still not seeing it up close. I'm not seeing all the environments as I could if I was on the Earth. I, I'm not going to be able to see the whole Earth. And that kind of puts everything back into perspective. When I talk about perspective, oh, we lived for a long time, you know, 80 to 100 years of healthy life. But at the same time, in perspective, because if I could go through that long time, quote, and still not see the entire earth what makes you think about outside the earth so like this is something i like astronomy and stuff i love astronomy going to the moon going to mars going to venus mercury saturn jupiter blah 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 all these places and so going outside our solar system going to other solar systems in the milky way going to another galaxy like other it's so many so vast and so big I feel like in our lifetime, we'll probably only discover, like, maybe 2% of the Earth. Legit. And, I mean, like, unless you stay in, like, the same place your whole life, but, like, if you're going around and you're traveling and stuff, I feel like you're still only going to discover, like, 2% of the whole Earth. And guess what? That Earth is, like, 0 0.000 to the billionth fucking degree percent of whatever the universe is. I wish I could do some things... Like, there, there's been opportunities for me to do things when I was younger that I wish I could have taken. Because now I don't have those experiences, which I wish I could. Like, I didn't go on field trips and stuff. Like, I didn't go to the woods or whatever. Um, I didn't go to go do a lot of things. I was mostly, um, I was an extroverted kid, but at the same time, uh, I was pretty introverted and kept to myself a lot of times. 
but I just I didn't really care for people and like if if my friends weren't going or something most likely I wasn't going I'd rather I'd rather chill out with my friends and go see something now which I guess was kind of a mistake because now I have like almost almost no friends and I have all the time to reminisce on places I wish I could have seen it's it's funny to think about and I guess the life lesson of this podcast is uh, Future Base fucking sucks. Future Base is so goddamn bad. No, I'm kidding. It, it's pretty generic and pretty trash, though. No, the real life lesson... Uh, do things. Don't be afraid to experience things. I haven't seen the fucking Lion King. Go watch the Lion King. Literally. Go do things. Go be productive. Even if you're not productive, go walk around. Go look at nature. Go look at a bird. Go get some inspiration. Go... Listen to some crazy music. I listen, I listen to music. Go back to the beginning of the podcast. Go listen to it. There's so much you can do. There's so much you can experience. You gotta experience it, man. You just, you gotta go out there. You gotta, you gotta push yourself out of the world. You gotta see half the earth at least. You gotta go, you gotta get on a plane. You gotta, you know, you gotta climb the highest building in the highest mountain. And you gotta scream up the top of your lungs. That you are the king. You are a god. And that you are better than everybody. And that is my life lesson. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about jack shit. I hope you had a wonderful time listening to me fucking ramble. Have a great day, and thank you very much.